Hello, everyone. My name is Brad Rowland. I am the co-host of the Talking Chop podcast, and along with the Road to Atlanta podcast, that makes up the podcast network here at Talking Chop. But today, we're launching another branch of the podcast network, all in the same feed, and it's called The Daily Hammer. Essentially, it's going to be a bite-sized podcast. More frequently, we're trying something new on the feed. Make no mistake, Talking Chop and or Road to Atlanta are not going anywhere. I'll still be here with Scott and Eric and guests on Talking Chop. Eric will still host the Road to Atlanta show with all kinds of guys from the Road to Atlanta crew on the minor league side, but we're going to be going more frequent with this sort of offshoot podcast Prominently hosted by a lot of us, but I will say you'll be hearing the voice of Sean Coleman very, very soon. Sean hosted Locked on Memphis Grizzlies podcast on the basketball side, also writes for us at TalkingChop.com and has been doing the Talking Chop locker room slash Spotify green room visits in the recent past as well. Sean is awesome. You'll hear his voice momentarily, but also you'll hear from all kinds of us on this show, I'm sure, between me and Scott and Eric and maybe even Chris Willis, our overlord of the podcast and the entire Talking Chop family. So I wanted to tell you all of that at the outset here. Nothing's going to be changing. You can still find us in the same feed if you're finding us for the first time. Welcome aboard. Please subscribe to the show. And after the music, you will hear Sean Coleman and the first episode of The Daily Hammer. Welcome to the Daily Hammer Podcast, the newest podcast on the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Wherever you are and wherever you are listening, thank you for taking the time to join us. This podcast is centered on bringing you the latest daily news when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. You can find myself at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find all of the great content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all matters of social media. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest news from Atlanta. When it comes to the Braves, the big thing about yesterday, that it was a day that was centered on the young pitching that currently is in the Braves system, but also pitching that is entering the Braves system. Off the field, and the major news story of the day for the Braves, was that the Braves agreed two terms with their first-round selection in the 2021 MLB Draft. Right-handed pitcher Ryan Cusick, out of Wake Forest, agreed to a $2.7 million deal with the Atlanta Braves. A deal amount, the $2.7 million, that comes in slightly under the pegged amount that was there for the 24 selection for the Braves in the 2021 MLB draft. Of course, the even bigger news is that in less than a week since the MLB draft concluded during the All-Star break, the Braves have now signed 18 of their 20 draft selections. Dana Brown had mentioned that they expected to sign 19 of their 20 selections, and they quickly were able to get the job done. The only two remaining unsigned selections are pitcher Ryan Angling and outfielder Ty Evans, the 16th and 20th picks of the Braves, respectively, in this draft. With Angling, the expectation is is that the Braves will get him signed. Ty Evans, due to the fact that he is likely projected to be a future early round pick in a few years in the MLB draft, and the strong commitment that he has as an outfielder at the University of Florida, it's very unlikely that the Braves will be able to sign him, but that has been the case all along. At the end of the day, the Braves being able to get 
all of their selections under contract so quickly certainly is a positive development, especially when it comes to Cusick and just how talented he is when it comes to his fastball. The Braves certainly could use an influx of power pitching when it comes to their minor league system and Ryan and, and, and the signing of Ryan Cusick already, in my opinion, brings the Braves one of the best fastballs that they now have in the minor league system in the form of Cusick into the fold. A fastball that has reached at and above 100 miles per hour at Wake Forest. There certainly is a lot of upside, probably some risk with the Braves class as a whole, but it's very good to see the Braves get all of their picks, especially their main pick sign, with hopefully Angling being the last one to sign. And hey, if the surprise is there where they can get Ty Evans under contract, that'll be one of the best gets of the class, though again, it remains unexpected. And at the very least, getting this draft class signed removes a big task out of the way for the Braves as they now can fully focus on doing what needs to be done when it comes to putting themselves in the best position possible going forward in 2021. Well, one of the things that certainly helped out when it came to being able to put themselves in a great position moving forward is the, was the season debut of right-handed pitcher Tuki Toussaint last night in Atlanta against the San Diego Padres. Now, Tuki obviously had missed the first part, the first half, much of the first half of the 2021 season due to a shoulder strain that he suffered. He was placed on the 60 ADL, but he had made some very successful appearances at AAA Gwinnett in his rehab starts. The Braves called him up. They announced that he would be the starter of tonight's game, and Tukey absolutely delivered six and two-thirds innings of efficient and effective pitching. 79 pitches, 48 strikes, five strikeouts, only two walks. He did get into a couple of jams, but made the right pitches to be able to get out of those jams, and he was in control of his entire arsenal all night long. The reason why this was such a big development for the Braves is coming off a series and against the Rays in which the Braves mightily struggled holding leads. They, they easily could have swept the Rays, but they unfortunately lost two of the three games late due to bullpen struggles to get a quality start and a dominant start from an unexpected source in their starting rotation was definitely a great development to see. And right after Tuki Tassant got done, Tyler Matzik, Chris Martin, and Will Smith, though, they, though there was a little bit of trouble, especially in the ninth inning from Smith, they were able to work around it and get a big 2-1 to one win. Not only was it great as a response to how they had performed against the Rays, but it also was a big win with today's doubleheader on the docket against the Padres. Now that the Braves were able to win the first game in the series against the Padres, a little bit less pressure on them. A split or better today is certainly a positive step in the right direction for the Braves. If they can get a series win against the Padres, that is a great, great development heading into a critical stretch in which they'll be facing the Phillies and the Mets. But the Braves are going to have to continue to get contributions from their youth as Kyle Muller, and Bryce Wilson are slated to start games one and two of today's doubleheader. The bullpen should be fresh coming off not having to play on Monday and only having to pitch two and one-thirds innings on Tuesday. Now, that may not invoke much confidence with how they've been playing as of late, 
But the fact that the bullpen is fresh, and hopefully the Braves can get some good quality contributions from both Kyle Muller and Bryce Wilson, hopefully that will allow for the Braves to be put in a position to where we can they can at least one out of the two games and feel really good going into the start of the game against the Phillies over the weekend in which Charlie Morton will take the ball in the first game on Thursday. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Obviously, the rotation changes were one of the major news stories on the field from interactions with the Braves on Tuesday. But another big development for Atlanta was there were some injury updates when it came to some key, key members of the Braves to start the season that they're certainly hoping to get back soon in order to have, you know, to have the best chance possible of health being on their side when it comes to the second half of the season. The Braves were able to say that Travis Darno will actually be traveling with the team when it takes its next road trip and will be ramping up his activities to try to return from his hand injury. Obviously, August has always been targeted as when he would return, but if it can be in early August instead of late or instead of the middle or late part of August, every game in which you can get Darno back certainly helps. The Braves catching the production of the Braves catchers has been among the worst in the majors over the past six weeks to two months. Though the trade for Stephen Volk has had good initial returns, obviously the return of Travis Darno will not only be a great development for the pitching staff behind the plate, but it also will be a big boost to a lineup that could use all the depth that it can get. Beyond Darno, a couple of updates on Braves' arms were good, but still not so much as far as, you know, really encouraging for immediate returns when it comes to Waskar Yanoa and Ian Anderson. Obviously, the big one is Ian Anderson. Uh, manager Brian Snicker stated that Ian Anderson's shoulder certainly was feeling better, but the Braves still feel that they're going to take it slow, obviously putting the priority on his long-term health. Even when Anderson, you know, it, it's deemed that Anderson will be able to get back going with his, you know, activities, it likely will take a good bit of time for him to be able to get back into the routine to be relied upon as being a part of the rotation. It was even mentioned that it could take 
weeks instead of days once Ian Anderson was ready to go. So his return is probably still a good bit of a ways off when it comes to his return to the starting rotation for the Braves in the second half of the season. In terms of Unoa, there, he has been throwing side sessions. He could work his way up to bullpen sessions soon. Again, August was always deemed to be the time when he would be returning from his hand injury. Obviously, the Braves' starting staff has been very productive over the past six weeks, but with Yanoa's great performance to start the season, he certainly could be a needed arm back in any type of role going into the second half of this season. Obviously, he still is probably a few weeks at least away from being able to return to Atlanta, but the understanding that he is at least progressing and improving is certainly improving is certainly encouraging news. It's very good to finally see the Braves get good updates on multiple players instead of obviously all the negative news when it came to injuries that they experienced in the first half of the season. One other tidbit that came out yesterday when it came to the Braves and the you know upcoming decisions was Jeff Passan's updates when it came to the 2021 trade deadline. Many big names were talked about. Many teams were tied to those big names. Though the Braves are a logical target for several potential trade candidates that are out there on the market that could be had in the coming days before the 2021 MLB trade deadline, Passan stayed consistent on his thoughts that the Braves were not expected to be big players. But if Atlanta can have success today in their doubleheader and then Obviously, an upcoming series against the Phillies this weekend and then going right into a doubleheader next Monday against the Mets. If the Braves can get any sort of success going and can start making up some ground in the NL East now that they're three and a half games behind the Mets and a game and a half behind the Phillies in the division, reasoning to be buyers at the 2021 MLB trade deadline could certainly become more logical. Thanks again for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. Make sure to check out our other great podcast shows, the Talking Chop Podcast and the Road to Atlanta Podcast with talents such as Brad Rowland, Scott Coleman, Eric Cole, Matt Powers, and others. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me on stat or on Twitter at StatsSAC, and you can find all of the great tent, all the all of the great content from Talking Chop at Talking Chop across all platforms of social media, and of course, TalkingChop.com. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.